but very, very dangerous. If you spotty sense, you know, I was like, oh, something's off. And I'm just like, man, I'm waiting to hear something, you know. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the fifth episode of the War Cry podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, uh, Yehola Tiger, aka the One Man Band. Just you know, hanging out, you know, just giving y'all fifth episode and keeping it rolling. And kind of the goal for this podcast is to release every, basically every Saturday night at midnight. So technically Sunday morning. That's kind of the goal. Sometimes it's not going to happen, especially with Christmas. Uh, you know, making its way around the corner, and I, I believe even Christmas is—it's Christmas Day—is the next is, is basically the end of the next uh, episode drops. But if you've noticed, this, this podcast has been very short. It's very you know to the point. I get you know exactly right into it. So that's what we're going to do today. Today is we're going to talk about ghost stories, um, and I have a few of them that I've kind of been thinking about a little bit. You know, just as the the day has gone, you know, the the week has gone on, and. The first story I'm going to tell you is, is it comes out of here, out of here in Oklahoma, and this involves my dad. His job requires him to travel, and he has to know locations of different places uh, in order to complete his job. And he goes to this house, and you know it's just a you know there's a kind of a house in the you know off towards the back, and then there's a, a house near the road. Well, he goes to the house that's you know kind of further back in the driveway. He knocks on the door. Knocks again. All of a sudden, he hears his voice, you know, kind of come, you know, from behind the door. But it was off kind of the side, like it was someone sitting in a chair next to a window or something like that, or something along the lines of that. And the voice, you know, says, hey, come on in, come on in. And he goes, no, I can't, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, I, I can't, you know, just for... You know, liability, safety, all you know, all those reasons you got to give. You, you don't want to go into someone's house. Be going in there and getting cooked like Hansel and Gretel. No, but <laughs> but uh, he he goes, no, 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 I, I, no, I can't do that. But here I have, you know, uh, and the the the, the older sound like an older lady. No, come on, come on in, come on in. Real faint, like and. He's like, well, I don't feel comfortable doing that, you know. So he kind of, you know, he said he's leaving, and and he gets approached by uh, by a, a younger guy, and he goes, the guy goes, hey, what are you doing, you know, thinking he's trespassing, um, and the guy's like, well, he said, what are you doing here? My dad's like, hey, well, I'm just here to, you know, for so and so, and this house here, and the guy goes. Um, and he goes, and my dad explained to the guy that basically there was a, a, an older lady, you know, asking him to come into that, this house, you know, just right over here. And the guy goes, what? And he takes off. Well, come to find out, I guess nobody lives there, but that was basically the voice of his mother. My dad heard, the, was hearing someone, and that was his mother. And so he runs in there, you know, and, and. How you know he basically thought you know was had to go check it out real quick and there was nobody there nobody in that house uh, and that's kind of a crazy story because you know we always we always you know miss our loved ones you know and and 
to to think that just for a moment, you know, you get to get to talk to them one last time or one more time, and and you know, I can I couldn't imagine feeling that way with that guy hearing, you know, my dad telling him that he heard those vo- that voice, that his mother's voice, and so that's you know, I always I always uh, kind of my dad will tell that story from time to time, and I'm just I still always am amazed by that. Cause that is, you know, to me that's a crazy story. Cause, like I said, you, you you know, it's hearing that that their your relative's voice one last time, you know, cause you miss them. And uh, the second story I'm going to tell you is a story that happened to me um, myself. And I may have told this story before. I I've told this story so uh, quite a few times. Just um, you, when I was in high school, we used to have this class, this Native American studies class, and. They'd say, uh, Yehola, go up there and uh, tell some stories. And so I, this was always a story that kind of really made me kind of really shudder a little bit because it's real creepy. But we were at a, a friend's house and we all stayed over and there was uh, guys and girls were sleeping in different rooms. And, you know, she had uh, the person we were staying with, her little brother had a room right next to hers that some, uh, that, uh, other people were sleeping in, but and so I'm I'm wake kind of woken up. I don't know something I always tell like I always wake up at certain times, and if it, it's just almost like a instinct or something along those lines. But and I don't remember what time it was, but I had to go to the bathroom, and that's probably what woke me up. <laughs> but uh, but I had so I kind of was making my way down the hall, and I, I looked uh, into the room. The end of the because the, the the brother's room was at the end of the hall, and I thought I heard somebody whispering. It was almost a little above a whisper, and I'm like, "What am I hearing? Like, what's that?" So I peeked my head in that room because the door's open, and I see the backside of her little brother, and he was talking to somebody in that closet. I don't know who he was talking to, but it was a full long conversation, and I couldn't quite hear what they were saying. And I asked him, and I said, what are you doing? You need to go back to bed. What are you, who are you talking to? You know, he didn't say nothing. He just kept talking. And I was like, man, I'm, I ain't dealing with this tonight. I'm just not doing that. So I ended up going to the bathroom and running back to where I was at on the couch. And, you know, kind of kept an eye out there for about an hour. I couldn't really sleep after that. And I kind of looked. And, you know, he, he, I never saw him go back to bed. But, you know, when people that woke up said that when they woke up, you know, the guy, people, guys that were staying with him, in his room, and he had like a little, kind of a little area where you could set up another bed, or I can't remember exactly, you know, what was the setup, but they said he was in there in his bed, sleeping, so I never knew, you know, I never saw him go back to bed, so I don't know, maybe if I was seeing it, or if it was wanting me to see that, and, you know, it's kind of real creepy, I was, there's a lot of things that happened in that house, that, you know, like, uh, there was a snow globe that moved around a lot, and real creepy stuff, but you know, that's, like I said, I've experienced a lot of things in my life where it's just, I can't explain it. You know, I can't quite put my finger on it. And I'll tell you guys, you know, I've been kind of holding, you know, we, we had mentioned this on Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation, um, that we did a ghost investigation at my at my work, and at where I work at in Glenpool. When I had taken this job um, in December, the first, uh, the first... I guess really taking job, but I got transferred over here, really, over there. But the the first time I worked alone, and this was in the morning time. This is everybody was on vacation, and I was just trying to learn 
how the processes and procedures were for this, you know, for this new facility I was at. And out of the, out of the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say corner of my eye, but I saw something move almost like a rat, like a, how I'd say this, it wouldn't, I would, I don't want to say rat, but it was something small, but it was a shadow. And I didn't think nothing of it. And I kind of thought that was weird. I was like, oh, that's, you know, I'm probably seeing stuff, you know, just mind playing tricks on me. I, I, you know, I'm just kind of getting back to what I was doing. Well, then I heard a laugh and it was real faint and it sounded, you know, it was real creepy. It was like a, it was almost like a real voice, like boisterous laugh, but it was real kind of silent, real kind of quiet. And I don't know what that was. I was like, huh, well, maybe, you know, it's just the TV was on in the weight room or, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just hearing stuff. And as the months roll on, I start hearing, you know, I start hearing some of these stories from people. I got promoted in May, and when I was hiring people, I'd hired some lifeguards who had worked the previous summer. And they would always, they, you know, they didn't want to tell me, you know, that they were scared to close or scared to open uh, the pool because the pool stayed open later sometimes than, than the facility. And one of the lifeguards finally kind of, I wouldn't say it was a warning, but mainly just kind of let me know that, hey, it's very weird in this building. And I had experienced some other things like similar shadows or it could be lights turning on. You come in and all some certain lights would be on or, you know, just kind of strange things. And, and she was telling me one night that she was closing. This is the summer prior, uh, the summer before. And she said that she had walked down the hall and it sounded like somebody was walking behind her. And she looked and there was nobody there. But she could feel that somebody was there. And she didn't know, you know, what was going on. And so she kind of checked the things that she needed to check and ran back. And there was, you know, everybody, was, everybody else was kind of not in the building. They were out, out at the pool getting, you know, closing the pool down. And I just thought that was real weird. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I, that's interesting. You know, as the summer went on, more and more lifeguards were starting to come to me because they heard that I had this. I, had, I was on a podcast, um, and it's Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Shout out to Chris, Tyler, and Russell. Um, uh, and so they started telling me things that was going on that was happening to them. And one of the times, one of the lifeguards was telling me that that they were all locking up. Uh, basically, all the lights were off because how I would close it, I was I would close everything down for them. And when they, when they, uh, you know, like, so when I'd close everything down, they would have to do nothing but turn on the alarm and then close, basically close the door. And one night the pool manager, you know, he's closing it down and she looks over in the, in the light, there's a bathroom inside the day camp room. It was off, but the door was closed. Well, she go to set the alarm, and she looked to turn, and that light was on inside the inside the bathroom. Well, the light switch is inside the bathroom. The door was closed with the light on, and she was like, "Oh my goodness!" So she took a picture of it, and I'll, and I'll show if I can find that picture. Um, I'll, I'll I'll post it to uh, the video on on YouTube. But yeah, the light was closed, or the door was closed, and the light was turned on. And so she ran out of there freaking out, and and. Uh, 
But that's not the only time that people have seen that. People had been seeing that all summer, and they hadn't been saying nothing until that person came forward and said that. And I'm just like, okay, you know, that's pretty interesting. You know, I, you know, I like hearing stories and you know weird things going on, and I and I believe in these spirits. And as the summer kept going on, we started noticing that the lockers were open. All every single locker, all the way. There's two rows of lockers with about, I'd say, probably 30 lockers in total, maybe more. And they would all be open. The doors would be open in a certain angle, all facing the same direction. The door, the doors, of the lockers. And we all we'd close them every night. Like that was kind of the thing that we did. We always closed everything. Like we shut doors that need to be shut. You know everything. And we'd come in and open, and those lockers would be open. And I noticed that, and I said, "That's real weird." So I closed them, and you know it did happen. You know every every so often, and. And as, like I said, as the summer kept going on, more and more weirder stuff, like the kids, we have day camp in, that, in our building here in the summer, and the kids were telling me that the poop monster, which is a funny name, I was like, dang, y'all calling it the poop monster? It's because it's cause basically they would put, uh, you know, it was there, they could see it, and they could feel it, and, and I, I thought they were messing around, but then they started, uh, they realized, I guess one day there was a chair showed up in there, facing the, the toilet. Which a toilet is a smaller toilet. It's for little. It's a little kid's toilet. And the one day they they you know came in and the, and the toilets were and the chair was in there in, in the in the toilet like almost as if someone had put it in there. And I asked around. Nobody said that they put a chair in there. So I thought that was kind of kind of strange too. But the kids. So one of the little girls. She goes, "Hey, I'm very scared to go in there by myself because there's something in the bathroom in the in the." in the day camp room and i'm like what are you talking like what does it look like and she's like well it's just very scary it's very dark and tall and i'm like oh all right <laughs> you know that's something i've you know i've seen that kind of seen that before um so i you know we so we went in there and I, we got her stuff and then we got her out you know she went to the pool with the rest of the kids and you know i kind of looked and kind of looked around seeing if you know maybe if, you know it's just a something you know, i always try to make sure i'm a kind of a skeptic when it comes to that and looking around and and so i asked all the other kids what what they've seen and they said well it's it's almost like a tall person and i'm like like a, like this tall and they were like no like this tall so i don't know what the kids saw and the girl the little little girl didn't really explain it that well so i don't know really what they saw or what what that was but they kept calling it the poop monster well there's a lot of energy you know that spirits feed off of and so these spirits, you know, could be here, and it could be benign. It's just a spirit, you know, of an old soul or, you know, things like that. And and so with all these kids in here generating so much energy, because kids do have that that energy, that innocence to them that, that just builds up, and it, you know, causes things to gain power because of that. And And... I started. I started really staying later to see if I could see the see this, or you know, and kind of get my own experience. And one night I was closing. I was the only one in the building. I had just got done shocking the pool, and I go to hit that alarm, and lo and behold, I look over, and that door's open. When it was just previously shut, the door was oh, the door was closed when I was going to put the the uh, the code into the door for the alarm. And I look back over, and the door's open with the light on. I'm like, I, all right, well, you're, I just kind of nodded to him and said, all right, I'm going to let you, 
we'll let you have some light tonight. And I walked out and left. And and for me, you know, I, I knew in that moment, I was like, okay, there's something here that's, you know, we're, give, we're giving it energy. Um, so I kind of had some procedures to where we would, you know, the, the door would stay closed unless a child had to use the bathroom. We're not going in there. We're not, like, we're just, we're not going to feed this energy to, to the this being or whatever this thing is and kids you know kids will be kids and you know sometimes they don't listen but you know we just tried to make sure that we didn't feed this thing and could hurt anybody you know because we do have you know liability is a huge thing for me um when it comes to my job and so i want to make sure kids are safe make people make sure patrons are safe and 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 nothing ever really you know no physical harm to anybody had, had has happened um but kind of the last time that we've you know i guess really i was experiencing more stuff as i stayed later um one day you know they're closing the pool down outside and i'm kind of working on paperwork and making sure we have stuff ready for the next day for the pool and i see something walk by out of the corner of my eye and now one thing too that these spirits do especially these shadow entities um they we can't see them with our vision our normal vision so they hide in the peripherals, and they hide in that, that certain uh, level of plane, dimension, whatever you want to call it, that where our peripheral can see them. And I'm sitting there, and I'm working on stuff, and all of a sudden I, I kind of look up, and I have a peripheral vision. I see this. It, it was like a person walk by. And I'm like, okay. And I look over, and there's nobody there, and, and I'm just kind of going back to what I'm doing. And all of a sudden, that uh, the door to the game room, which where all the kids are, where all the kids would be, um, which they weren't out in there because they were obviously we were closing and we're getting ready for a rent or basically a rental at the end of the day after we closed on Saturdays. And I'm looking, I'm looking up, and right as I'm turning my head, the door to the game room is closing by itself, real slow. Now, if you've been in our building, our, our, we do have the retractable uh, doors. But this door, you can, you can hold it open with one of those plastic, um, basically it's a door, uh, keeps the door open. And it's closing by itself. And I'm looking at it like, what? So I get up. Uh, that's, how, that's how rezzed out I am. I'm not scared. No, but. <laughs> so I get up and go look, and I'm like, okay. You know, I'm not going to give this thing any power. I'm, I'm going to go over there and address this and, you know, do whatever I need to do. And and most times when doors close by themselves in our facility, it's because the plastic uh, door stopper um, gets too kind of weak and it just collapses on itself. Um, so I go to look down and there's no door stop because usually the door stop will be still stuck to the door. And so I open the door, turn the light on. And look in, and that doorstop is in the middle of the room. It looked as if someone kicked it off into the middle of the room, and it ricocheted off a few things. And, the, and, they, and then they walked in, and the door closed behind them. And so I brought this up to um, the guys that you know, uh, the podcast guys that saw Mysteries of the Reservation, and and we went, we did an investigation of that building, and it was uh, myself, Chris, uh, Russell, and Charmin. Um, and we, we went in and, and, and did that investigation. And, you know, one of the most strongest places that had a lot of activity was that game room. 
So we had this little device and this app that basically was tell us in a certain level of, of noise what in, an entity is saying based off you know based off the noise. And in the game room, something told us to get out and that we needed to leave immediately. Now, did we stay? No, we did. We we kind of moved and went to another place. But as we made rounds, the most active and the part of the building with most energy was the the gym. And and we have like equipment in there that people use on a daily basis. And the energy off those off those uh, that equipment was just so strong that it was hard to you know it was hard to. You know, it was hard to make out what they were saying because there were so many things coming through there. It was like one of them was talking about a war. Another person was talking about how they're angry. There was another one talking about, um, you know, giving off people's names. Like, like, like one of them was Daniel. Another one was John, which I thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, maybe looking at the history, we, that's something we, I need to look at. But I just thought that was interesting. They were giving off names, like specific names. And so... My workplace is haunted. I always joke with patrons, you know, and I don't want to scare anybody, but I'm always like, yeah, you know, if something, if you've, you know, something cracks or if you feel like somebody's walking behind you, um, then there's been times where I've been in the gym and, and I felt like somebody was walking behind me because the floor, we have a wooden floor and it cracks when certain, you hit certain boards. And I've heard, you know, I've, heard, I've definitely heard two separate uh, footsteps before. And I'm like, yeah, so that so that's a kind of a spooky thing that I deal with on a daily basis, and I guess because I'm spooky like that. But I always I always tell all my my staff I'm like, yeah, I'm spooky like that, you know. But this is those are the three ghost stories, I guess, ghost experiences that I've experienced, and and obviously my uh, my dad's story. And and I, if you got any stories that you know that is uh, spooky like that, or kind of a ghost story, or Feel free to send that in to me. Um, you can you message me on on TikTok at one man band nine one eight, and then you can also send me a uh, a message on Facebook at Yahola Tiger. And one how I want you guys to send me your stories is I want to hear them in your own voice. So send it to me in an audio. So hit that little microphone button and talk and tell me your story. And if I need to edit it, you just tell me what I need to edit it, and I'll I'll edit it to however. You, you would like me to, but I would like to hear people's stories in their own voice. And you can remain anon- anonymous, and I can edit out your, your name and um, your affiliations. But I'd like to hear people's stories in their own voices. Um, and eventually we're going to move to doing interviews when I get the equipment um, to do interviews. I am going to do maybe not long-form interviews, or I may do multiple-part interviews. Um, but that's something that's coming down the pipeline as well. You know, I'm, I'm going to One of the first people I want to interview is my... Papa Solens, he's got a few Bigfoot experiences um, that I've I've told one story, but I know he's he's done a lot of hunting in the Kaimichi Mountains uh, near Hanobia, if that's how you pronounce it. But anyways, so like I said, guys, send me your messages, you know, your audio messages, and I'd love to put you guys put you on the podcast telling your story, you know, and that I think that would just you know, creates a, a lot better better dynamic than me sitting here reading your message like a robot. Um, but like I said, Yahola Tiger on Facebook, One Man Band 918 on TikTok, and then on YouTube, you can just type in Warcry Podcast. Um, the podcast is available on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Play. iHeartRadio has been kind of acting weird. I needed to fix that, but 
But uh, like I said, we're on those three for sure, and then also YouTube. Um, but uh, I appreciate you guys listening. We've, we're, we're, we're doing a, a... You guys are listening to my podcast. It's like every day I'm getting a notification like, hey, you had 10 more listens on your podcast. It's like, it's crazy to me, but I appreciate you listening in, and I'll catch you on the next one.